0: Welcome to this week's Greenside Up. This is Richard Henschel, horticulture educator for DuPage, Kane, and Kendall Counties. And in the studio this week again, I grabbed back uh, to be with us uh, Russ Higgins. Russ is our um, commercial ag educator who covers northern Illinois. Russ, how are you today? I am great, Richard. Good to be back. Well, my, I'm thrilled to have you back because last week's show was a lot of fun, and I know there's there's more to talk about um, we had talked about um, the high yields of corn beans, wheat, uh, all the things that are that at least sounded good uh, economically here uh, for the farmer. yet you shared at the end of the show that given the current prices uh, it 's uh, a st- strong potential to a reality that if uh, uh, a farmer, especially one that is renting a lot of land, uh, they actually might lose dollars per acre uh, given the prices, which is to me just uh, staggering that that can that can happen here. Uh, I hope uh, the stock market and and supply and demand turned around here and, and we end up a little bit better. but we um, talked after that show about uh, essentially crops and how how they're put together, both the vegetative parts and, and the flower parts. So I thought we'd spend a bit of time uh, this week and talk about, uh, um, I guess, how pollination occurs or why it occurs, and I can talk a little bit about uh, how that is reflected in the vegetable garden for the homeowner as well. So... Uh, Tell me something about uh, where we would, find, I guess, find, the, or if, if the homeowners even think about this, where we find the flower parts on the corn plant.
1: Well, Richard, I get the chance to talk about corn, which is one of my favorite subjects, so thanks for the opportunity. You know, before we even get into this, I have to say, uh, you know, there's certainly some excitement, even though commodity prices are low. Uh, when you're out in the countryside, I've been by a number of farmers. Uh, the farms per se, the combines out. They're making final preparations. Uh, harvest really is just days away, so we'll we'll be ready to go, and and we'll see if this uh, big crop actually does come to fruition. You know, I often get asked why in Illinois, and especially if you've ever made the trip. Oh, north to south or east to west, once you get out of the city, you just see field after field of corn and soybean. Why is that all farmers grow in Illinois? And in part, the answer is pretty simple. It's uh, We do a very good job at it. Uh, corn is well adapted uh, to the soils in the Midwest and, and certainly to the weather that we normally get. But uh, let's let's look at the corn plant just a little bit the corn plant is a grass. It actually uh, was thought to originate uh, in Central America. Uh, The original grass or the original corn plant was actually called teosinte and teosinte actually had a tassel at the end of the year so corn is probably one of the crops that through selection and now through genetic modification has probably been altered more than almost any crop in history it has traveled from the americas over to europe asia and back and now has grown worldwide so it's really a fascinating plant. You take a single kernel uh, that you'll plant in the in the beginning of the spring, and then about 120 days later, uh, it'll produce an ear that actually has 500 to 600 kernels on it. So a pretty dramatic uh, increase in production from that one plant. So we wanted to talk a little bit about the flowering process because it's it's, uh, it's relatively unique. And, and Richard, I'm I realize I'm sitting across from an expert here, but I'm going to try to throw some botany terms uh, at you, and, and you can correct me if I use them uh, incorrectly. Please remember, I'm just a farm boy. But the corn plant uh, turns out to be monicious. Uh, it is also incomplete and imperfect. Uh, so the corn plant will have a male portion, the tassel, it will also have the silks, which actually produce or are generated on what will become the ear. And pollen has to fall from the tassel down to the silks, uh, and then we actually get the kernel formation. So uh, are there examples for our listeners of a plant that they would plant in their garden that would be similar to this?
0: Well, the um, you, you so I'll, I'll throw that botany stuff back at you in a minute. You use the word m- uh, monaceous, and that just really means one home, meaning both male and female parts of the flowers reside on the same plant. In the case of corn, they're in different locations. Um, for, for uh, in, in horticulture, your um, tomato plants, for example, they're wind pollinated, and the pollen just has to go from the male portion of the flower just over to the female ovary portion of the flower in the same, in the same flower. So uh, we don't have um, quite as you, at least for tomatoes anyway, that's how that works. I suppose uh, the vine crop would be like cucumbers or melons or gourds or pumpkins or watermelons would be the equivalent where there's an actual male flower that has to have pollen transferred to a female flower Uh, That would be the equivalent uh, of the corn plant. The corn, as you mentioned, was uh, wind-pollinated. In the case of the vine crops, that's where our our bees come in in and other pollinating insects. And they move the pollen from the male flower to the female flower. And then that's how we get our cucumbers and gourds and such. So that would be probably the most
1: closely comparable example. While we recognize the importance of insects with other crops, they don't play a large factor in the pollination process of corn. Even though corn can be self-pollinated, the pollen from a corn plant could drop down and land on the silk of, of the individual plant, and pollination can take, can take place. Normally, at the populations that we currently plant corn, uh, we estimate that 93 to 95 percent of the pollination takes place from an adjacent plant. So the pollen will drop, fall on the silk, uh, produce a pollen tube, and we will actually need a piece of pollen for each kernel uh, to actually initiate. That's really not as big a challenge as we expect it to be because each individual corn plant can produce between 2 million and 5 million pieces of pollen. So when you equate that to the 500 plus kernels on an ear of corn, the numbers are with us uh, pretty good. You've got a pretty good
0: chance you're going to get a good filled ear of corn.
1: One of the interesting things that we often get the chance to visit with uh, when we talk to uh, some of our our urban audience, either at county fairs or as they drive the countryside, oftentimes they'll see a corn plant with two and, in some cases, even three ears per plant. And that's not the norm once you get inside a cornfield. The average cornfield in Illinois is now planted somewhere in the area of 33 to 36,000 plants per acre. And once you get inside and you have that competition for sunlight, uh, the vast majority, well over 98% of all the plants, will only have a single ear. But if you plant some corn in your garden, there's no competition for sunlight, Uh, keep in mind that really from about V1 to V12, those first 12 axles uh, will actually have the potential to put an ear out. And Richard, several years ago when we just had a great growing season, uh, I actually saw a corn plant uh, that actually put five ears on. Uh, Pretty remarkable. but
0: That that uh, certainly would be. I let homeowners know that they can pretty much, for the most part, expect one ear of corn. Of sweet corn off of each plant to be to ensure that they get something so it's a, for a homeowner to grow sweet corn and have enough for two or three meals um, that, that takes some space so all right Russ uh, great information and uh, I hope listeners can appreciate what, between the corn breeders and what Mother Nature gave us, to start with uh, the amazing thing that happens to a corn plant uh, during the growing season to uh, allow that ear of corn to form. So this has been Richard Hancho with Russ Higgins in the studio this week. With this week's Green Side Up, thanks for listening, and we'll be back again next week.